on this episode, we wish India the great goodbye and we talk NASCAR. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, this is Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 320 of the Ask Gary V Show. And this is a uh, very exciting episode because uh, the person that will be dialing the questions and getting to the questions today is India, our very own India, who's on her last day after seven years at VaynerMedia, moving to Portland. So everybody in Portland, if you see her, stop her, take a selfie, post it on social, tag me. Um, But fun fact for a lot of you that don't know, India was a superstar. You know know how sometimes the like, you know how like Ari Gold actually became the star of Entourage, but that wasn't the purpose? There was absolutely a time in 2016? In 2016 where India was the, my main co-host of the show when it was a completely call-in show or, or, or take questions from yeah. the internet show. Mm-hmm. And you know the reason I had to get her off the show was it became clear to me that she had to become bigger than me <laughs> and I wasn't really willing to deal with that. You know? um, and uh, has just been an amazing part of our team and I love her very much and it's fun to have you here. When was the last, what was the first, ep- do you know the first episode you were on? I think it was like number 20 or something. 20? Yeah. It's amazing. So it's fun to have you here. For all the new cats, go back and watch some of those shows like episode 30 to 200 or 150 and you'll see a bunch of India and I interactions. It's a lot of fun so thanks for being on. Also exciting, we have the marketing firepower behind NASCAR, uh, uh, an organization that we've uh, at the VaynerX level have worked with a little bit but more importantly, um, just my love of sports and marketing I'm always looking for guests that uh, make that cross. So it's super excited to have you guys here. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves to the Vayner Nation. And before you do that, put in your phone numbers on YouTube and Facebook if you want to call in and ask questions. I'm going to go pretty question heavy here, especially if you're into sports marketing, into NASCAR itself, uh, or or marketing itself uh, as you start listening to the framework. Ladies first. Thank you. I'm Jill Gregory. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at NASCAR. I've been at NASCAR. Uh, Steve Phelps here hired me. 10 plus years ago, uh, big fan of the sport, but was not growing up. And I think the potential that we've got at NASCAR to keep growing is, is huge. So thanks for having us. Of course, you'll. And I'm Steve Phelps. I'm the president of NASCAR. And I've been with NASCAR almost 14 years. I think 14 years next week. Uh, I did grow up a NASCAR fan. I uh, worked at the NFL for almost 14 years and then transitioned over to NASCAR and uh, it's a phenomenal place to work in a great sport. Let's lean into this because I think for everybody's watching to make a connection point with the Vayner Nation and you guys, I'm obsessed. My whole last decade of my career is to, be, to build a machine, this marketing communications machine, to buy nostalgic businesses and brands. You know, and what's been really fun being 43 is, and loving sports is there's been incredible patterns in NASCAR, uh, in culture, as a net sport over the last 50 years for that matter. Um, I want to go into that origin story. Where'd you grow up and why were you a NASCAR fan? Sure. So I grew up in Vermont. Uh, I see on India's book there, we got the Vermont yeah. sticker. Um, thank you for Those that. Are such hippies. Uh, there's like, hippies. you know, there, there are not a lot of us there. So um, hold on, I apologize. India, why do you have a Vermont sticker? <laughs> I lived there for four years in Bennington, Vermont. Oh. I was in college. God damn it, I forgot that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I grew up in Burlington, Vermont. Yep. So, um, so my dad was a big NASCAR fan. There was a track about 15 miles from our house, which is no longer there, called Catamount Speedway. Oh, Catamount. And um, 
so I went there the first time when I was five years old, my brother and my dad, and my father was nice enough to tell me, you are absolutely have to root for the Vermont drivers. No one from New York, no one from Quebec, you have to root for the Vermont No mass holes? No. <laughs> we and so have who a lot your, there who, so. who was Who was your favorite driver? Yeah, my driver, my favorite driver at five was the driver of the number five, white number five, because it was Speed Racer. Um, unfortunately, he was from Quebec, and so my dad forbid me for, for rooting for that driver. His, his name was Cabana. Um, Steve, you know what's super interesting about this? Me and Nick, Mickey just smiled. Like, a lot of people, even this just a couple of days ago, always ask me, why do I put up number five when I take photos with people? Like, I actually, when I chose the Jets as my favorite team at five, my favorite play, player was Pat Leahy, the kicker, sure, sure. who wore number five. Yeah. And to this day, everything, like, five is a very, it's funny that you were that age when you, and, like, yeah. that's wild. Right. That's funny. Yeah. So well, go ahead. I, I'm I'm the fifth president of NASCAR, so maybe it's a, oh, there's a five. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like that. So, Numbers anyway, anyway, um, fun facts. But yeah, so I, I, you know, NASCAR, like most sports, very generational, generational transfer. Um, so I started with going to the racetrack and the sights and the smells and the sounds of what it's like to go to a NASCAR tr track. It was a short track, as I said, doesn't exist anymore there, but uh, um, that was my first love of the sport, and it grew, and so I ebbed and flowed a little bit when I got um, into college, I really got back into it and then got in the um, kind of the sports world. And I, I remember a time when Paul Taglibu, who was the commissioner yes. when I was there, Paul was, he brought me up and he said, hey, I hear you're our resident NASCAR expert. And I gave him a tutorial on NASCAR. Uh, so it was pretty cool. That's rad. And how about for you? You come into the role uh, in, did you, were you CMO right away 11, 10 or 11 years ago or first in marketing grew up within it? Yeah, no, we created a group when I first started at NASCAR designed to, I mean, this was, um, like I said, uh, quite a few years ago, but it was designed to help the drivers with their brands. And I so see. prior to us creating that group, and it was probably a very primitive version of what we all do today, but it's trying to get these drivers to understand that it's not just about what they did on the racetrack, because I think their whole mindset was, I get in the car, I go fast, and I go see home, ya. I sign a couple autographs, and I call it a yeah. day. And obviously today... What they do in the car is almost secondary. I mean, you got to win on the track and you've got to be a competitor. But the things that they do on sure. social, engaging yep. with fans, is sponsor events way more important yeah. than it used to be. So we started that. That's when um, when I joined NASCAR, just a three person team, and now it's grown into kind of our entire marketing organization is built on those driver brands. For everybody who's listening, knowing the the sport, what what is a good three-minute rant on like the current state of NASCAR for people that are considering it or watching it or you know give me a little three minutes on on the current state of the sport you want me to rant go yes, ahead I I'll rant. you I can so I would say uh, you know we have been we had this period of time over the last three or four years where um, I would say five or six of our most popular drivers retired um, and so when that happens we had we knew we had to refresh the kind of the driver yeah, base. Yeah, it's funny. For everybody race. who's listening, knowing what we talk a lot about, it happened to the NBA after the Jordan, yeah. you know, Bird Magic thing. My favorite comp for this is wrestling. Since Vince McMahon controls the narrative, but it still comes down to the actors and the athletes. Yeah. And so after Hogan and Macho Man and Andre Giant, mm -hmm. there's a gap. And then, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold come along and it reboots. Yeah. And so you, you guys... You Same guys, thing for yeah. us. Yeah, so we, we yeah, had... Junior. Yeah. yeah. Stewart. Junior, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, uh, Carl Edwards, Danica Patrick. Um, like, yeah. 
I mean, those are those are big, big names, names in our sport, and many had been around for two decades. And so for us, like any other brand, any other sport, you, you refresh the brand. Yes. So we've got a phenomenal group of young drivers. This crop is the both the largest and you know the the skills, the personalities, the authenticity of who they are. And the great news is they can win. Uh, and you can be a, have a great personality, be very charismatic. Our fans want the drivers to win. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, it the helps history, develop their, you know, yeah. this is a debate and and pontificating that I have with you guys. And this is just, so everybody's listening, my incredible observation of the next 20, 30 years is that the direct social scale does for the first time ever create a debate of winning on the field being a direct attribute because I do think that we're gonna be able to see 360, no different than people are vloggers and influencers and they're not winning anything. You know, can America uh, or the world become fascinated by a human just based on their backstory, their life story? Uh, By the way, you're talking to a sports fan who actually drops his teams when they win. I stopped being a Yankee fan and Rangers fan after the Rangers won in 94 and the Yankees won in 96. So I'm in it for the climb. If I got behind a racer, I probably, young, young, who was, you know, I'd probably love the two or three or four years. You want the they, underdog. I want, I want the process of trying to win sure. more so than the winner. But nonetheless, to your point, winning has always been the variable yeah. for max popularity. But, but you guys have a pedigree sport. One thing I, that's interesting about you guys, the Elliott kid now, Dale Jr., I remember watching that very carefully, like as a casual fan, just knowing. Right. When you are a second generation of an icon, sure. you know you definitely have a pretty big fan base before you've yeah. won, which I always feel super uh, compassionate and empathetic towards that kid because the pressure's yeah. impossible. Yeah. When you look at Dale Jr. early in his career, and I think part of yeah. why he has transformed into such a great media personality is that you know early on you have to think that pressure was a lot for him to handle and i think as he continued to get older and then even now when he's in the booth uh, broadcasting races he's much more comfortable with kind of his role and his legacy and you can see that and kind of how he interacts yeah it's it's a, it's a tough piece i mean petty's kid raced right yeah you know yeah. like and like not as successfully of a career like it's it's tough yeah well, it's tough, you know, Richard Petty, the king, the he's, king, yeah. you know, it's, no one's going to get, that's a, a level Have that's you met the king? To, so yeah. it's just I am a, not. I'd okay. love to. I, no, we need not. to make that happen. What was he, oh, 43? Awesome. 43. See, that, see, to me, like, that's interesting. The fact that I know that, yeah. like, just mm-hmm. speaks to, like, how much of an impact he had on culture. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, anytime your dad is known in anything as the fucking king, you're in deep shit. Right. Let's just get to the punchline. Like, that's going to be a problem. Bad news, Xander. Marketing is going to be tough for you. I'm hitting Dustin. All right. So keep, what let's I, keep I, going. Think, I think the interesting thing, too, so you talk about these you know, young stars that we have and authentic yes. and charismatic. Yes. You take the, the guy who currently runs for Richard Petty Motorsports, Bubba Wallace, yes. African-American kid, phenomenal personality. Yes. And... You know, not afraid to show his emotions. No. Um, not afraid. I mean, he's funny. He's he's just he's just questions. a cool guy. Want to get some um, nerdy ones in? And Keep then, going. I'm and listening. then you've got you know, Chase Elliott. You have Danny Suarez, who's from yep. from Mexico, yep. who's in this series. So we've got these young, you know, up and coming winners on the racetrack that can wheel a race car that that's resonating with our fan base. So right now, I believe, and this is maybe I'm not in an expert to say this, but just my own eye test, I think the racing that we have right now on our racetracks is the best we've ever had. You're, also, you're also going well. through a lot of innovation. You know, one of the things that I admire 
uh, from afar that the sport's doing is, you know, look, by losing those, uh, you know, big names, by different TV dynamics over the last 15 years, you know, 10 years, there, you know, we are not at the apex of NASCAR as we sit here today in the way that we were. You know, what would you consider, you know, you've been there 14 years, sure. you're a fan. What is, what is like the, the last real white hot kind of like era, would you I would say? say? I would say, you know, probably 07 to 09. Yeah, like, you know, like, what was that, was that when Nextel was the, was that, was yeah, that Nextel the, came Nextel. in yep. in 2004 yep. with that season. Yep, so, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, this is something I yell about with baseball, and I think they're finally starting, and, and I have empathy, baseball is such, you know, when you start getting into 200 years and shit, but you guys are really innovating. Like you guys yeah. are you guys are doing things that I, you know, I kinda slightly am curious what the old school 30, 40, 50 year fan is thinking. Like when you start changing sports, people, you know, heck, I'm a diehard football fan, and I weirdly don't want an 18 game schedule sure. for one weird reason. It throws off me understanding how to <laughs> calibrate stats. You know, like, like so yeah, like change but, is hard. No. But you guys have absolutely shown the willingness and have announced more changes to come. Like, innovate, you know, and from a business standpoint, I'm always innovate or die. That has not been the historic point of view of sports at all. I agree. And I, I feel like you guys, I'm trying to, I'll let you talk, but outside of rogue leagues, not rogue leagues, other leagues, most of basketball's innovation came from the ABA. You know, mo mo most of the innovation for the NFL came from the USFL or the XFL. Like, it usually comes when you see a pop of that. You guys are doing it to yourself. We are. No, I think it's, for us, we think it was important to do exactly that because fans, ex existing fans and then new fans, fans you're trying to get to, to watch our sport, we need to make sure that they are entertained. And we've been criticized about, hey, you're chasing the entertainment, you're chasing, what the, the answer is yes, it needs to be compelling. And so we have created things like stage racing, so three different segments of our races. And then there are points you can get as a driver that help you get to our playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. So playoffs, new concept for us mm -hmm. that we introduced. Segments, new concept that we introduced. Different, you know, the, ra the race car itself and what we're doing today and where we're going with the race car in the future. What's been the um, reaction to that? You know, it's interesting. When I mean, it's we always pro and con. I'm curious. I, 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 I don't I promise know. I'll let Jill talk. Please. I think I get excited. I think for, for you us. You grew up a we, fan. Jill didn't. This yes, is appropriate. So. No, but I had three cousins that drug me to the local dirt track. So <laughs> they're all just mad at me still today that I have this job and they don't. So shout out to, to the so crew. Three. So I think, I think for us, a lot of the things that we have introduced, there's a it, typically it's a 50-50, right? So you have half your fans that say, hey, I like that, yeah. and half, you d half don't. Yeah. And so what we've been able to do, because the things, you know, we do a lot of research and a lot of analytics and insights in mm -hmm. terms of what we believe is going to work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes fans don't know what is going to work. They don't, you know, they're kind of stuck in, hey, this is what I like. Yeah, I mean, and so it's changes, yeah. changes hard. If I listen to my customer, I would have made a faster horse. Right. It's, you know, and you guys know, right. I'm always like, listen to the customer, yeah. but then I always counter it with that. That's just the truth. So, and so for us, it's kind of in, in what happens, right? So we've been able to, in a lot of different things that we've done. So playoffs, you know, more than eight out of 10 of our fans say, hey, that's a great idea. It started at 50. Stage racing, started at 50. Now we're up well up over 80%. So we're, we're always trying to listen it. to the fan and, and kind of iterate point. around it, but it's, it's, um, 
Joe, but we have we to, to keep, this call, have to cha- keep changing. What's been the most uh, interesting thing in the last year or two from a marketing standpoint? You know, just it could be completely anything. It could be a tactic you did on Instagram. It could mm-hmm. be a brand coming to you that there's like just hot takes. Some of the interesting yeah. stuff on the intersection of marketing and NASCAR. Well, most a lot of what we work with you guys on. I mean, the explosion of content. Like we we, we would never say that it was good that we had the retirement of all of those big stars. That that clearly was not the case, but. Adversity leads yeah, to innovation. Right. And given where where the world is going, these young drivers are eager to prove themselves. They're out there. They're social natives. Yep. They are ready to take on the challenge. Yep. So we would have had a harder time, I think, adapting. With the, with the yeah, yeah, with those veteran drivers that are like, you know what? I know what I, can, I need to yeah. do, so I'm this good. Has been, this has been working yeah. for me for 20 years. Right. Screw you, Jill. Right. You know, like you, you tweet. <laughs> right. Get out of my face. I'm busy. I yeah. have a lot of yeah, engagements. Yeah. Who's uh? Who's this? Beans and rice. Is the name of the person? Uh-huh. Okay. With a Z. Beans with a Z. You got it. Beans and rice with a Z. Uh-huh. Understood. <laughs> Hello. Beans, you're on the Ask Gary B show with the NASCAR crew. Holy fuck! Yep. I literally <laughs> have my heart drop. Yep. <laughs> What I'm glad you're on beans. I really am, and I love that you use a Z at the end of the uh, the, uh, the 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 beans part. I think that's very clever. So, what's your question? <laughs> wow, I, I can't I can't even tell you how much that means to me. Um, I'll get right to it. Uh, thank you guys for having me. But my question is, uh, with NASCAR, I'm really not really into that sport personally. But I'm wondering how. The needs have changed over time, how maybe like some of the challenges that y'all faced in the 90s or the 2000s, what were they? And also, what are the needs and challenges facing y'all today and how they differ? Beans, real quick, just because I'm always, I love this stuff. What sports, yeah. what sports, if any, are you into? Basketball, but really I'm a musician. So the I'm not a huge sports head and I'm like, really really far from being a nascar fan but with much respect i i have a lot of respect for y'all that's great and and why basketball in a world where you're so hard music did you play it is it like your friends like i'm just curious of the mapping of fandom yeah i I think i think just culture jordan's um which i now realizing you hate um (laughs) 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 gonna get to um, that kevin love conversation yeah, playing like uh, pickup games at school and yep. uh, playing in middle school on the team. I appreciate it, Beans. So, what what are the challenges? Let, let's just break it down, I, and I'll 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 DJ Beans's question because I'm sure. I'm curious for myself actually. When it was at its best moments, highest ratings, dollars, white heat moment, and because I don't think you're at your down right now for sure. Sure, especially when I look at it historically, but in comparison to your white heat moment. Yeah. What were the challenges then, and what are the current challenges in your perspective? Yeah, I think the challenges then, I think there are a lot of opportunities um, in the 90s, and there was a kind of an explosion of NASCAR. A lot of it had to do with kind of taking what was considered to be a southern sport yeah. and expanding across the country. So yeah, Beans, just to give you know, context, like back in the day, this was like, oh, that's that country thing. Like, you know, it was Deep like, south. you know, there was a very you know, specific geographic. No, by the way, just to put it into context, no different than lacrosse was a Northeast thing. Like there's a lot of these things, surfing, right. nobody's surfing in Oklahoma. You know, and so like, you know, there's a right. lot of that, but it was, re- as a huge sport, 
it was unbelievably regional. So I, I agree. So I think there, there were different challenges. There were media challenges because NASCAR races were on thir- you know, 12, 13 different um, networks. networks. And we consolidated, um, and so we consolidated the media, the media yeah. rights in, in 01. And, but just the kind of the expansion in was this NASCAR's country. Was NASCAR's first national boost worldwide of sports? Like, like that's where, like, I, like, as a real young kid, and probably happening even before I was, like, that's probably why I know Petty. Like, it feels like worldwide of sports, or was that? Well, or I Daytona think, 500? I think Daytona 500. Daytona so 500. the 79 Daytona 500. There Big was a fight. Storm. Big fight. Oh, right. Big fight. I remember Infield. that. Punches so, being thrown, brothers involved. Shit. It was like the seminal moment. And then we took off from It made off the evening news yes. from everywhere. Yeah. And so then America's like, wait, then here's those fuckers like, fight on the yeah. track. No, it was, and it was the <laughs> first. It was the first live broadcast right. as well. Got so there, a lot of things came together. Was the uh, fight staged? No, it was okay, not. That would have been no, way they, better. They, they, our drivers, just, they our drivers pissed. get pissed. I get it. I, get, I know. I know. They put the helmet on. But and the brain shoot. leaks out. Actually, the side. yes, they do. They still fucking jump out yeah. and throw their helmet at each other. Like Tony Stewart was great for that stuff. Really, really good. Well, he was. He was angry a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how he rolled. So that was John. What about now? So I think now you know we've uh, they've certainly got a um, a number of challenges that we're overcoming. I think that the retirement thing was Huge. certainly, but I think just you know people was the TV t- switch right because Fox was your big play in that in that Whitey moment, and I don't recall, but th- so it was Fox. Ver- yeah, yeah, so we had Fox, and then we had NBC TNT, uh, TNT and then we had uh, we switched. Back to ESPN. Yep, right, right, right. And then we are now Fox and NBC. Got it. So we have great media partners, but I think it's you know people's time. We we need to make sure that we're relevant, and yeah. so that's why the changes to the racing itself, because we want it to be as exciting as it can be. So we want to race at the, the, the tracks that people want to go to to see the racing that we want to see. We want you know close competitive side by side racing, guys mixing it up on the track, uh, and in some cases off the track. So, but it, it's people's time is valuable. Yeah, um, you better ha- and you better have a compelling story to break through because there's so when much. I, when I look at how much time is being spent watching my videos on YouTube, the first thing I always go to, I'm like, my God, 20 years ago that was going into TV shows, magazines, like that's one little he, like me, just me. Yeah. So you, you, know, you start like thinking. I agree. So you take you take a look at television ratings, right? So our TV ratings this year. All sports down nine percent. Yeah, just, just, all. just fewer people watching television. Yeah, right. The end. Cord cutters, never cords, cord yeah. shavers. Yeah. They're just not watching TV. Or uh, a generation, my little guy, six-year-old, would rather watch a baseball game on his iPad with updated yeah. moments. He has it on, but he only watches it on the iPad because he likes to see all the data yeah. around yeah. the at bat. He's, the game is literally on and he's not watching it because he's watching it in real time on the iPad. And that's exactly, so that's, adapt, you're adapting to yes. changing needs. And we do the same thing. Love it. Right? So for us, you know, our ratings this year were plus three. So are we back and killing it? We're coming we back. We're on to something. And we're, we're, we're on to something. And, and, and it's that young drivers. And it's, yeah. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's with the fewer racing, people the watching TV in general. So, so, so for Beans, us, I appreciate the call. Uh, I also wanted to jump in and ask, um, does that compel you to, to try to convert uh, maybe viewers who are obsessed with another sport, like hardcore basketball fans or hardcore soccer fans? Do you ever take the time to try to convert, or are you just really focused on the people who already like NASCAR? 
The yeah. beans part of your question was just okay. The rice part of your question was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would, I'll, I'll take this and Jill can jump in. I Thanks, think, uh, you know, we want to convert people who, who are where there's fertile ground, right? So if someone is just into, you know, basketball, listen, we have a ton of crossover with other sports. So believe it or not, there are folks that watch golf that also love NASCAR. That makes the a big, lot of sense to me. The biggest, the biggest crossover for us actually is the NFL. We have that the, also that, cr- that crossover for us is is huge. What about college football? Or you don't score college that? football yeah, I mean, for to sure. To me, that feels yeah. super intuitive, right? right? So, the epicenter right. Yeah. of college football sits in a demo in that the, in the southeast. Yeah. No question. So you know, for us, we need to make sure that, that we're. That we're nurturing the folks that we have because we want to keep that hardcore fan. And, but then we need to find this younger, more younger, more diverse fan. And 100%. we're, and we're working, working Any hard to sport that. that isn't right. thinking about youth and diversity right. is looking to not win right. 2030. And the, storylines and, matter, right? They want to, people want storylines. And you want to see yeah. somebody that looks like you. That's exactly right. The best thing that happened to baseball was Jackie yeah. Robinson. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really interesting to me because, you know, also, one thing that I think people are starting to understand because of esports and really, let's call it what it is, the growth of, uh, um, go ahead, uh, the growth of, of proper football, you know, soccer in America, you know, you know, it's really interesting to understand that. that and storylines matter. Hey, Beans. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, great. It's the color there. Um, you know, watching esports and soccer grow, like you sure. know, reminds us. You know, like I said in the meeting, you know, or, or or actually in a prior meeting, you know, the heavyweight heavyweight champion of the world was the most famous athlete. Yeah. Horse racer horses were more famous yeah. than football players. Yeah, I know. Hello, Stephen. Yes, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show with the NASCAR crew. All right, Gary V. Say hello to you today. I'm well. Say hello to the NASCAR crew. Yeah, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Jill? Great, great. How you, Steven? Steven? Well, I I think uh, you you made a great segue into my question. Is talking about esports there, Gary V. So we got a driver right now, William Byron, driver of the number 24 car, who made his start in racing in in e racing and. You got a big event this week on NBC where you televised uh, iRacing, e-racing for the very first time. Uh, what does the sport, the future of that look like for NASCAR? It's a great question. Yeah, Steve. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jill. Go ahead, Jill. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think that the fact that William Byron sat on the pole of the Daytona 500 and did no racing until he did iRacing, which was our simulated esports product, is a story that hasn't been told. You could start doing that today. Story. You could be, and that's the pinnacle of and our I'll sport. I'll tell you why. I'm not sure there is another sport that will have that happen. You can't go play Madden and then go play for the Jets. Well, maybe you could play for the Jets. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could. I'm not good enough at Madden either. No, that's, that's right. That is actually remarkable. And like, actually, look, I think that soccer matters in America because of FIFA. I was there when the first FIFA Nintendo uh, Sega Genesis game came out. And I bought it, because I bought all video games back then, and none of my friends wanted to play, because nobody gave a shit about soccer in 1994. And then slowly but surely, FIFA got bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, I mean the, but again, back to that point, you're not playing for Liverpool after being awesome 
The fact that you guys have that might actually be the singular unlock. Well, and I think the hardest thing for us is you can't go play NASCAR in the backyard, right? So Back to the guy who said basketball, right? right? I was thinking that. Exactly. (laughs) So this is a way that you can participate and understand how our sport works and get to be good at it without having to go to a racetrack. We want everybody to come to races. Jill, I apologize. Did you guys think that that was going to happen when you first rolled out the program or did that was that even too big of a leap for you guys that somebody's going to sit at home get great at this and then actually be a fucking player well i don't think we could have never scripted that ourselves we get accused of scripting a lot of things do you believe that that was going to (laughs) happen no i I, I, I didn't either no i did not not just just, and he's driving jeff gordon's car this kid william byron who you know was doing nothing at age 15 Picked Nothing up by in the sport. I'm sure Nothing he's a in nice the sport. Yeah, he was. He's a I'm great. Kidding, he's I'm a kidding. great kid, um, <laughs> and he's driving one of the most iconic cars at the highest level. And so I think that the more people that understand and get get exposed to NASCAR through iRacing, I'll be very honest yeah. with you. Like I'm not sure I made the connection point to the question, Stephen. Thank you for asking. I actually think mm-hmm. that's the complete unlock. I, it's crazy. Like that will capture the imagination of an enormous amount of girls and boys that are like the only place. You can go from video game to actual profession is NASCAR. Yeah. Actually, I think it's true. Well, I think that the other component to that too, and Jill alluded to it, you can't go in the backyard and do it, you, you, but you can do it online and you can do iRacing and it is incredible simulated racing. Well, clearly that's the point that I didn't right. make the connection yeah. on, which is you got the, the product is so good that's right. that the mapping of being great at it maps enough to real life that's nuts. Well, I think the nice thing about it too is car racing is expensive. And so you can figure out early and often whether you're good at it or not. So you're not spending, you know, no, tens I've of always, thousands of dollars. I've always thought that this was hockey's you know, biggest issue. It's expensive yeah. to be in youth hockey, which eliminates a lot of great athletes from yeah. ever getting into yeah. the pipe. Yeah, and the fact that uh, that NBC is going to broadcast it, I mean, that's going to be huge exposure for it. I mean, that's Stephen's question is that, you know, the fact that our media partners are taking this component of NASCAR seriously is, is going to be even bigger and, and expose more people to it. Stephen, I appreciate the question. Yep, no problem. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching Thank the you. show. All right, let's get one more in. That was a great question. Yeah, it was really good. You know, I really got to tell you, I think there's something real, real there. Like, I think that's something that yeah. you have that is so much of an advantage yeah. compared to any other sport. I agree. Well, I think the other thing too is the people that do iRacing, they're absolutely nuts about it. And that's that's the cool thing. Who's yeah, this? The passion. Guitars ruin lives. Excuse me? <laughs> Guitars ruin lives. But he plays guitar. This is Josh. Josh, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show. Okay, it's happening. Shit. It's All happening. Right. Thanks. Let's do this. What's up, Gary? Things are good. Please say hello to Steve and Jill. Hello, Steve and Jill. I'm doing my best to hear you. It's a little quiet, but uh, awesome. I'll bear with it. Thank you, guys. No worries. What's your question? So the question, as I put it forth in the comments there, was I think it's interesting looking at sponsorship as something. As I'm no huge NASCAR fan, so I'm not posing here, but at least yep. you know everybody's familiar with the concept of the patches being on them and all that stuff. And uh, I imagine there's a lot that has gone into that as far as uh, drivers and their promoters, their mar- their managers um, marketing and using that as a cross-pollination thing culturally and business-wise, of course, trying to drive business. And I think it's interesting looking at that 
compared to uh, influencer culture and all the things that you talk about as far as damning and uh, whether you're looking at it from the business angle of a business using influencers to promote their agenda or vice versa. I think that's fascinating. So I'm curious if your guests could speak a little bit to that kind of model and yes, you could speak to how that relates to what influencers should be doing today. Well, I think for our drivers, I mean, they, um, the sponsors can be in the field of play. The sponsors are their personal partners. So it's not slapping a logo on a uniform or getting a personal services agreement. They are in the fabric of what makes these drivers tick. So I think yeah. for us, it's, you know, we've got to pay attention to that. But I think where we also kind of um, struggle a you little mean bit. Integrate, some of the yeah. sponsors are actually integrated into the product, but some aren't, right? No, they aren't, but they are, you know, so. Like the M&M's right. car, you know, the most integrated right. could be is he or she's eating the M&M's during the race. Yeah, which may happen. Yeah. You know, Dick Trickle used to have candy in his car, right? I we know that. the Dirk Trickle story. Um, but there, but your brand is on the car. Your yes. brand is on the field. You know, very few brands yes. are on the field. You and see, even the NBA, yeah. which has gone progressive. Yeah. Obviously, soccer in Europe is probably right. the only comp. Right. The NBA has been, that's, I mean, that little logo in the top left is really tipping your toe. Right. In comparison to your point, which True. even soccer, which is at its scale, right. a car is right. much bigger right. than a jersey. Well, and I think the other thing is our fans, they're passionate and they're trained. They expect sponsorship. They want to wear the jacket with the huge M&M's logo no, on it. Right. or the And so that makes our sport I even assume, more valuable. I assume just because I buy things at garage sales and sell them, knowing that M&M culture and collecting is real, I assume some people become fan of the driver because of M&M's. Oh, oh absolutely. No especially, especially, well, think about your kids. five-year-old example. Kids like Kyle Busch because he drives the M&M's car and then they grow up to be candy Kyle Busch fans. The Candyman. Yeah. You know, Budweiser and Dale, like that was, you know, that mattered. It was a really good brand fit there. Yeah, that was a real <laughs> good one. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, look, I think that, I think that um, we've, I think that what people don't realize is this is a huge advantage for, NASCAR in a couple different ways, in my opinion. But where it really gets interesting is, I think almost every human is gonna do a sponsored deal in 2040. I think by the year 2040, most humans in our society are going to be in a place where they'll do some sort of commercial transaction through them. Because I think technology will advance enough that you know, my dream for my brands is to actually get the alpha mom who has 212 followers on Instagram, but she influences seven people on her block or at school, and basically I wanna give her a free bottle of wine. That, you know, that's what she is worth to my business. But I wish I could do that now. Like it just, there's a lot of dollars that go into the people finding, that there's not infrastructure. But that's where that's, I mean, I think it's crazy. I think, I think it's not out of the question that, the dynamics we see in NASCAR actually translate to people driving in real life. That if you told me by 2060, everybody's car was sponsored out, I'd be like, I understand. You know, they're not gonna get the kind of numbers that all the eyeballs (laughs) that the racers get, but I think it's really cool and I think think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of clever bridges that could be built. Absolutely. I appreciate the question. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. I need to take one moment and just say thank you. I discovered you about two months ago and deal with a lot. I was watching your uh, 
your interview with Mr. Lowe the other day, and I do with a lot of things that he has talked about, and I want to tell you that literally listening to you and your podcast daily has done more for me than any pill or any other way that I've had to medicate as far as getting my ass going and being enthusiastic about life. And I'm wearing your shoes, and I got your hoodie. Thank you. You're an amazing dude. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. You can't ima- you know, you can keep the, the shoes and hoodies you can return. That sentence <laughs> meant the world to me. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You have something to say about the Kevin Love podcast. I've been dying since our business meeting and now in the yes. podcast. Yes, well, I mean, I'm, what, I think what, the, I'm, the it's more lighthearted. I'm, I'm more I know, lighthearted I know piece you. of the Kevin so Love. What, what was um, it? I, I took offense to your comment that oh, all Warriors fans are, are bandwagon? these the bandwagon are Silicon real Valley fan? types. That are you real Warriors fan? I am a real Warriors fan. Run TMC. Yep, listen. Tim, I, Mitch, and Chris. Yes, listen. There are real Warrior fans. Yeah. The, uh, not all are, but <laughs> these... Stunning amount of percentage of bandwagon warrior fans is extraordinary. Well, and it's that, not the kids yeah. who get inspired yeah. at six, seven. I, you know, what am I going to do yeah. there? I'm actually talking about the the courtside seats. Yeah, forget about the, the richest people in yeah. Silicon Valley. And they can buy it, and they're completely full of shit. And they like the Lakers ten years earlier or whatever. You know, as fans, yeah. I don't, I don't even know most of them well enough to know as humans. I'm talking about the masses that are sitting in, you know, 12 rows back, who are also quite well off, that I actually fully know. The hundreds of them that I met during my 2006, seven, eight, nine years, those years in Silicon Valley every week, every other Mm. week, every month, and being a sports fan and wanting to talk about things Mm. besides nerd tech in 2007, maybe you could find a San Francisco Giants fan because they were playing well, but, Literally, when I would say yeah. things like, "You know, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you think of Monty Ellis?" <laughs> they were like, "Who's that?" Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I was like, "Well, what about the Warriors?" And they're like, "Who are they?" Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "You know, the Golden State yeah. Warriors are here." And they're like, "They are." Just so you know, Gary was so passionate about his lack of knowledge of any true Warriors fans that he wanted the Cavs to win that series, and he was excited, even though he's not a Cavs fan. That actually not that wasn't it. I'm sorry, you missed the nuance. It's that I hate Michael Jordan so much (laughs) that I've been rooting for LeBron since he was a high school player. I did miss that. Yeah, and if tomorrow there's hype around a new 15 year old that person will immediately become somebody I adore and hope wins seven championships so they can be the number one. The so next Jordan, Jordan. could be, not, not the next, above, like to me, like every, like Anthony Dave, like I actually, it is literally Knicks and then LeBron to win mm-hmm. as many rings as possible because I just hate Michael Jordan yeah. that much. I genuinely do. Final, final points that yeah. we didn't get to for both of you. Jill? I, th- I would say give NASCAR a try. What you're going to see is um, huge competition, backstories, passion, drama, and you've got a, a group of drivers that's really compelling to watch and relevant. You know what? Actually, relevant. I'm ask you this. I, what you just said, yeah. and I was just yeah. saw this in Cobain. Mm-hmm. I see a big crossover. I, I've had a lot of friends through the years that I grew up like that like wrestling really get into NASCAR because what you just said, yeah. stories. Yeah. There's some real, like every sport has them, right. but there's so much tradition right. in NASCAR that E, A, it's a second or third yeah. generation kid, or B, it's the first Mexican right. American to do it. It's the first Asian American, like, right. you know, it's the first female. Like, there's so much tradition yeah. that either right. you're part of the establishment 
or you're breaking ground right. into the establishment and that always makes for compelling right. stories. Yes, and all with the wide swath of drivers we have, they're relatable. So I think there's, you can find a driver that you look at and say, that, that guy like seems me. cool. He likes the kind of music I like. He had the same upbringing I had. Including one of the only major sports, if not the only major sports, that is a place where we will see females play at the, at same, at the highest level. Same level, yeah. absolutely. Which I think that, important. Yeah. Oh, India, you like that. I do. You're very I think woke, that, India. You're very <laughs> woke. <laughs> so woke. You're just She's moving woke. to Portland. You're you have to woke. be woke. You're just going <laughs> to woke your way to Portland, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think the cool thing about it, too, is our guys, by and large, our guys aren't prima donnas. They're just, they're authentic to who they are. Oh, they definitely have and that they, hockey DNA, right? Like yeah, that's so, what everybody always talks about NASCAR. Right. But I have, a theory, I have a theory about that. Go ahead. My theory about that is these guys, so you're a, you're 17, year old, 17 yeah. years old, and yep. you want to ask this girl to go to the prom. Go ahead. You're a national karting champion. Yes. She is going to go with the backup tight end to the prom versus you. A hundred percent. And so you, you don't. Every time. Every time. And so you don't have. You have to stay grounded, and that's what these guys are. They are grounded, and they, they I, were able to I actually to, think to NASCAR hockey and some degree baseball's biggest problem is sometimes they stay too grounded. That's I really fair. do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think, you know, they think of storytelling or putting out content yeah. as showboating instead of just sharing information. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah. there's been a lot of guys that that's have been fair. able to break through, and I'm like, that's not showboating. Right. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Change a tire, yeah. like I, you know. Yeah. But you, you'll yeah. even you'll even see that when they talk about, you know, success that they have, and they'll say they they thank everyone else, but it's not like, hey, I kicked ass today. I was, yeah, yeah. I no, was it's the, the guys thing. back at the back shop, at the shop, or the crew. Always. Hey, the crew guys Always. made you know By great the way, pit that's stop. That's one or, of the more fascinating parts of the sport. I mean, like the pit, that, that crew matters. They do. Like, yeah. That gets into like my favorite. Like I've always used the offensive line quarterback analogy yeah. with the pit and driver. Yeah. And driver's gonna get all the headlines. Right. But like. You know, the offensive line really matters. Yeah. Um, Pit crew really matters. Really matters. Really matters. Real, you know, and they're tremendous athletes, and I mean, it's phenomenal. It's like oh, a, I think the pit crews are better athletes, like net athletes than the drivers. Like net, net, like if you just think about like, you know. Oh, no I, question. I, right? No, like you, when you I look, a ton of. This ton is common of, sense you know, debate. Yeah. I could be wrong, College but when I look at them, I'm like. And, yeah, they're like they've got. Well, like, they're jacking up a thirty-five hundred pound car. They're running around, yeah. changing tires in and ten seconds, jumping over, sliding yeah. through. It's like every second matters. Right. So. It does. Yep. I appreciate you guys being on the show. Thanks for having awesome. us. Thank for you. Having us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck, India. Thank you. India, any parting shots? No, I think I said everything I need to say. You have been. You've been crushing content. <laughs> I've been truly trying. Yeah, Amazing. I learned from the best. It's true. Uh, the king. <laughs> thanks for oh, listening we have a new nickname <laughs> thanks guys for listening please 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 share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world I'm watching <laughs> have a great day